0: All right, how we doing everybody? It is 11-12-19. I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. For the first time, I am joined by my sister Tori Reddington to discuss her trip to Tuscaloosa where she witnessed our team, the LSU Tigers, finally beat the Alabama Crimson Tide, and then Austin Bickett is going to join me to break down everything else that happened within the football universe this weekend. Before we do, our show is, of course, brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub, brand new happy hour at O'Shea's, three to six during the week, $5 starters and $1 off any adult beverage. All right, let's get it going. All right, Tori, welcome. This is the first time we've ever done this, but there is quite the reason for it. Your alma mater and our family's favorite team, the LSU Tigers, just defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide for the first time since 2011. In 2011, you were not even thinking about college. We were both in high school. Our biggest problems back then were your Sunday morning cheer practices and my late Saturday night Sunday morning cleanups before our grandfather showed up in the morning. Everything was different. We won in 2011, nine to six, and then literally never again until this past Saturday. LSU wins 46-41. You and your boyfriend Clark, who graduated from Alabama, which is an absolutely adorable rivalry relationship, went to Tuscaloosa for the game. So, why don't you tell me how you were feeling going into the game?
1: Oh man, I would say probably um, the best way to put it is cautiously optimistic. I felt. Last year, like, we had a chance because we had done – so, we were number four going into that game, if I remember correctly. And then we just got absolutely obliterated, 29 to nothing. And that's kind of how I felt. I think the whole time I was in college, they actually outscored us like 100 to 39 or something like while
0: that. While you were a student at LSU. Yeah,
1: while I was a student. I think it was like 113 to 39. Yeah, um,
0: it never was, never was good.
1: No, no, never even close, even when I felt like we might have a shot going into it. So this year wasn't much different. I knew we'd been doing good all year, but I thought, well, it's probably just going to be like every other year. And so did everybody else, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that we both agree that this was the best LSU team that we've had. Oh, in, in easily. Time. But easily yeah. When you see stuff on Twitter like we scored five touchdowns total in the rivalry from 2014 yeah. to 2018, uh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, two times while I was in college, we actually just got shut out completely. And I think both of those were at home, too.
0: Yeah, it's never fun when you go to a game and your team literally scores zero. But yeah, five touchdowns from 2014 to 2018. The running back for LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, had four on Saturday night with you in the house. we were six and a half point underdogs. Uh, I was kind of thinking, if not now, then when? But as the week went by and you start to... You know, We watch every second of LSU, but as you start to learn more about Alabama, I started to feel a little more negative about the game than I did before just being like, Oh, it looks like they're as dominant as they ever have been. And they really were, they were really good. LSU was just a little bit better, like basically one play better, but how was it? Tell me about your trip.
1: Uh, It was, it was my boyfriend's birthday. It was Clark's birthday on Saturday, which, so there was kind of a distraction from the fact that it was like the biggest game of the past 10 years of my life, probably since I've cared about football but it was fun. Like we had a little birthday celebration for him at the tailgate, and probably had a little bit too much fun the night before. Uh, but going into the like, we had to get to the game at like one because the president was there. I mean, we stood in line for like probably over an hour,
0: and that was because the president was there.
1: Yeah, they actually had Secret Service checking us into the game. Like oh it wasn't God. it wasn't normal security. It was actually Secret Service. But I got in there, there was one guy who said Go Tigers to me, also wearing a purple shirt. There were like 10 guys around him, just immediate death stares. I was like, well, I won't be uh, saying that back to anybody anymore. And most of the people in there, like, I mean, they weren't awful. Like, I always expect Alabama fans to be horrible, but I was probably surrounded by the three worst people in that entire stadium. That definitely put a damper
0: on Yeah, that. that's a tough break. That can happen anywhere, though. And I think when you're Alabama and you get that used to winning – Every single time, I think you just naturally have that arrogance built into your fanmanship. I don't even think there's anything you could do about it. You just assume we're better than you because we always have been. And it's kind of been the case with the rivalry.
1: Yeah. And even like like Clark, I mean, he's a sweetheart. He never told me before the game that he thought I didn't have a chance. But afterwards, he was like, I thought for sure we would win by two-plus touchdowns. It never crossed yeah, it never crossed his mind that they might lose that game. And that's probably the case for most of the people in there, which is why they were so angry.
0: I did tell him at Roosters that LSU was going to win.
1: Yeah, you did tell him that, but I don't think think it sunk in.
0: (laughs) I I don't don't think so either. He looked at me like I was just speaking a different language. No,
1: I mean, they're not used to losing, and they don't take it very well.
0: Outside of the game, you know, there's some cool interviews. There's some cool things that happen. But probably the best thing I saw post-game, in relation to LSU beating Alabama was your Instagram caption to Clark, which uh, has been talked about in my circle of friends. Really? Yeah, heavily that it was one of the hardest things that they had ever seen. You said, I'll never be able to top my birthday present to Clark this year in L. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cruel. But. Well, we
1: usually we play around his birthday every single year. And last year, they completely shut me out. So uh, 29 to nothing last year. But that was our first game together as a couple um, and last year, like I thought, oh, sitting next to him is probably going to be rough. But we didn't have a chance last year, so it wasn't that bad.
0: It's just being nice the whole time.
1: Yeah, this year, oh my god, I will never sit next to him at that game ever, ever again. Oh
0: wow. Well, I mean, it's just <laughs> tough. Like I, we had talked about it on the phone, I was able to scream every time we got five yards. Oh my god. And you probably couldn't talk at all. No,
1: I like I had so much pent up energy and joy that literally I was shaking. I was actually shaking. And if it wasn't for you being available on the phone the whole time i don't know if i had made it would have made it through
0: shocking that you were able to text me during that my my friends were saying like how does she have service in there
1: nobody else had service just me i was it was god he knew that i needed i needed you in that moment to be available and i actually read back through our texts the next day it didn't make it we were not even having a conversation we're not even saying anything no we were just i would say something completely irrelevant you would say something like i can't tie it back to a specific point in the game yeah we just a lot of oh my god Holy crap! Back and forth, We're nothing. Doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I was
0: screaming at halftime. Bury them, bury them. That'll do yeah. it. It never felt okay. Alabama's second half spread was minus five, which means that that the score resets and they just have yeah. to win by five at that point. And that was the biggest lock of eternity. You knew LSU wasn't going to extend it past twenty. They far from did that too. Yeah. It went down to the very last play. You've gone year after year. Is that your first time watching LSU Alabama in Tuscaloosa?
1: It is, yeah.
0: And you, but you've been to Tuscaloosa before for a football game.
1: I have, but not when my team was playing.
0: Yeah, so you've gone and you've seen this rivalry in person year after year. First time in a road environment. Do you think winning there and witnessing their disappointment and it being a bigger win because it was on the road was better than winning at home? Or would home have been better because of overall safety and party purposes?
1: Um, I mean, you hear about... LSU being the best place to play and I'm, I'm very biased but I think that's 1000% true I've never been anywhere that even remotely breaks the surface of the energy in Tiger Stadium so I I mean it was it was fun going in there and watching us win especially after everything we've been through coming into Tuscaloosa and getting the win but I would have much rather been at home.
0: Yeah, definitely, and all your friends are there. Yeah,
1: just... I mean it's it is very, very, very tough to be the only one happy surrounded by a sea of crimson. I was on the in in the end zone where our student section was, where LSU's was, but I was on the opposite side, so I could like hear their joy, but not. I was not close enough to participate in it.
0: So, what percentage of the crowd would you say LSU fans made up for?
1: Less than five. That's insane. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I would have to look at the actual proportion of that section of the stadium compared to everything else. But where, like, where the non student section was or LSU fan section was, I mean, there was maybe one of us per six rows.
0: That's insane, and LSU travels so well. You see uh, other places in the conference where you're just like, oh, there's a ton of purple there. This looks like a home game. I get Texas earlier this year. There was a ton of purple in there. Maybe the TV just makes it look like that, but it really didn't look like that at all during the entire. I
1: watched. I watched a little bit of the game over, and it looked like those people in the. LSU section were having a lot of fun yeah and it it made it look like they were probably a little bit bigger portion of the stadium than it was but
0: a lot of them looked really stressed like I kept pointing at them on tv going like me and you brother we're thinking the same thing I
1: don't think anybody was confident the whole that whole game on either side of the ball
0: no it it just always felt like we were gonna lose it because that's what we do but it didn't happen there was over a hundred thousand people there Donald Trump was there Joe Burrow was there too uh what do you think is different about this LSU team versus every other team of this decade
1: I think main. I mean, it's really obvious to say at the quarterback position, like at least while I was in college, I don't even think you could say until we had Joe Burrow that the quarterback was even in like the top 10 best players on the field at no, any time. Never. And so we never had that spot of leadership where everybody knew like this guy's going to get us through it, you know, or the confidence that he exudes. We never had that before. Um, I mean, obviously the, our offense now is way different than we've ever had But Joe just brings a whole new level of toughness and confidence to the field that we've definitely never experienced from a quarterback.
0: No, never. Uh, The best ones of my life are Matt Flynn, Jamarcus Russell, and they're all from another decade. So they're they're not even really relevant here. And uh, outside of that, it's Zach Mettenberger. And it's really crazy to see, but... Yeah, the difference this year is the two JBs, Joe Brady and yep. Joe Burrow. The way that this offense is revamped with the play calling and we're going to pass. And it just makes sense that we would pass more than we run because this is like the best wide receiver group that I've ever seen at LSU also, which says a lot with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry being on the same team at the same time. But that team was born to go 9-3, and and this team is 9-0, and just beat Alabama. Odell and Jarvis could never do that, but... LSU's been a run-first team since literally the dawn of time. And it's it's just so weird to see them kind of spread it out. And it's just different. Ever since the UCF game last year, it feels like that's where everything changed.
1: that's where I would say everything turned too. I mean, you could tell that Joe was really talented, but the offense wasn't reflecting that, just how it was set up. Um, I remember watching that UCF game, and Joe just got absolutely rocked. I don't know if you remember that specific play and he just jumped right back up and I was like this guy
0: and the the tweets have actually that's that video has been circulating around Twitter saying this is the moment where Joe Brady became a monster
1: yeah that's literally if you could pinpoint where it all changed or where at least our perception of it and that
0: that interception back and they took a big lead in that game and I'm feeling really down pretty much everybody on LSU's team that was draft eligible sat out that game outside of Devin White who was incredible one of the best LSU Tigers of our lives and That's where you kind of met Jamar Chase and some of these other guys that didn't get as much playing time in the beginning of the year because everybody's sitting out. Nobody's going to play. And Joe Burrow just... The weirdest thing looking back on it is last year he was a lot more run first than people think. He had like 200 rushing yards against Texas A&M in that crazy multiple overtime game last year. There was just designed run after designed run like you're watching Lamar play except with way less speed. And this year he's just done it with both. I mean, he's going to break a completion percentage record in the NCAA playing one of the toughest schedules that college football ever seen. Uh, but you're, you're exactly right though. The quarterback position has always held LSU back. And it's, it's always been weird. Like, why can we not recruit a quarterback? We recruit everything else that develops into NFL talent, but we can't recruit a quarterback. And when you compare the position group success that every other position group has had in the NFL to quarterback, it's completely night and day. We've had zero Matt Flynn is one of the highest paid backups of all time and that's as nice as you can be and Joe Burrow is the savior he's discussed as possibly the number one pick over Tua. what's it been like watching his progression
1: I mean it's just completely different than anything I've ever seen LSU do in my time going to school there I watched uh, Anthony Jennings was my freshman year oh my god yeah and then we had uh, Brandon Harris who went on to transfer to UNC and did very poorly there yes also um, and then Danny Etling was the next guy and even him like there was like maybe a glimmer of hope every now and then i think he was he played for the patriots for a little bit I think he's he didn't on the actually play squad. he was on the practice squad he's still on the practice
0: he, squad he's hanging in there
1: no i don't think he's He don't think he's with the patriots anymore According i don't know who to he's
0: LSU's with. website he's on a practice
1: squad he's on a practice yeah. squad somewhere but i mean joe's just He's completely different from anything we've ever had. And th- I don't know. I've watched the game over a little bit. I don't know if you saw the little pregame thing they did about his hometown. Yeah. I mean, just a good guy. And his whole t- his whole town is behind him. He's from a really small town in Ohio. And I mean, I'm sure all those other guys were probably good guys too, but definitely. He
0: he said before the game in the interview when they're sitting him down talking to him about where he's from in Baton Rouge. Now he said two things that they have in common is toughness and hard work, yep. and that's what you see from him. I mean, he's a guy that bangs his head against the wall to get ready to play, yeah. and he's also relied on to be our smartest and most like mentally there player. And he's he just likes to get his hit. head against. Yeah, he, he, obviously he does. He's incredible. The designed runs towards the end of the game where it was just him against Alabama, him and Clyde both, the way they'd fight for that extra yard, it was really something. But every single little thing had to go right for LSU to win the game still. I mean, so much happened, scored 46 points, up by 20 at halftime, getting the ball to start the second half, and it still took every little thing. If you had to pick one reason why the Tigers won, what would that be?
1: In football terms, I think the biggest reason was we they turned the ball over more than us. If That very first fumble, I mean, that changed the whole game.
0: That was really cool of Tua to do. Yeah, it
1: was awesome. I thought when I was, because you know when you're there, like you really, I mean, you're watching, but you can't see exactly what's happening, and they're definitely not going to replay at Alabama a fumble by yeah. their quarterback. So I thought he was trying to shovel pass it to somebody behind him, because that's how like far the ball came out and so the whole time i was like oh that was just kind of some miscommunication and then he had that interception but no i mean he just it just flew out of his arm it i don't even awesome. i don't even know how that happened
0: it gave me a classic opportunity to do the detail student section one two three what happened
1: oh,
0: yeah. i really really enjoyed that
1: i forgot about that
0: i think that LSU won because of just like surgical play calling and yes. ruthless execution. You're just not going to beat a team like Alabama because you're way better than them. It's never going to happen. You have to do it with planning. And it just seemed like every single time LSU needed the right play called, it, it happened. And even when it didn't happen, that's where the talent and determination yeah. came in. I'm seeing so many videos of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire like, just dragging being, people. Being five yards away from the first down and the play looking over and him just staying up somehow, know. just knowing that, like, this is it. If it doesn't happen now, it may literally never happen, and I'm going to make it happen. It was a little bit of both. It was yeah. a little bit because LSU is every bit as good as them, but a lot of it comes from Ogeron and Joe Brady and just from the top down.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could also tell that they just wanted it so bad, all of them. I mean, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's from Baton Rouge, This rivalry has probably been, I mean, it's been a part of his life forever. And he, I mean, you literally could see him. He had guys wrapping him up and he's just dragging him. And this guy's, he's 5'8". He's not a big dude. No.
0: That's what's so weird when you look at him. I, I had this in here. I mean, LSU has 35 players that are currently on an NFL roster. And when you look at running back, that and cornerback and linebacker are where you see LSU kind of show up on NFL Sundays week after week. But... Running back, over the last 10 years, we've had guys like Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis, Alfred Blue, Jeremy Hill, Nick Brissett, Stephen Ridley, Spencer Ware, Terrence McGee, Kenny Hilliard, and Daryl Williams, who still plays for the Chiefs somehow, very slept on. Daryl Williams was like second or third string at LSU his entire career and is still getting run for the Kansas City Chiefs. But. I've just never seen anybody have a game like Clyde Edwards Hilaire had. Maybe Jacob Hester, way back in the day, before your time. He's kind of he's still on the radio in Baton Rouge. Dude was a hero. Did a lot with a little. But he's five foot eight. Leonard Fournette. Do you remember what it was like watching him play Alabama?
1: I do. I do. Yeah. I think the biggest thing now is like you don't. Everybody's not one thousand percent sure you're going to run the ball every time.
0: Yeah. De- definitely. I mean, that
1: has that definitely plays some kind of factor. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point because that year with Fournette, it was just turned around I and mean, handed off to him, and we were beating a lot of teams like that.
1: Yeah, that's that's what we had to do every time.
0: And the second best player on that team was guys. So are yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Against Louisville in that Buffalo Wild Wings bowl, Fournette sat out for his draft stock and Geis played and literally just yeah. ran. And that that was kinda just off the top of my head, that's as impressive of a running back performance I've I've seen at LSU since before Clyde Edwards Hilaire did that is when Darius Geis was just throwing the University of Louisville all over the field. That's
1: another guy that's from Baton Rouge. They just they're playing for LSU and they've they've wanted to do it their whole life. Uh,
0: they just live for it. Have have you ever seen anything as impressive as what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just did?
1: No. No, I don't think so. And not being an LSU fan and watching the post-game interviews over him and his dad. Did you see that? Yeah. Adorable. Oh my gosh. It's just heartbreaking. And I'm sure he's heard his whole life you're not big enough to do this, and that's what his dad was saying. He's like, they told you you'd never be a running back and he just beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa
0: and it's a team that always has a lot of depth at the position and he's really the only guy like you see other guys come in and, and spell him but it's just because he's tired like when he's ready to go he's out there non-stop and lsu even when they had first second round running back talent on their team they still you know rotated they still used different guys each drive they had a pass guy a run guy and everything is just at oh man and that That newspaper headline was so cool. I don't know if you saw that. Roll Clyde.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. think that's the coolest thing ever. Yep. Maybe that's what they were saying the whole time, and they're not Roll Tide. They were screaming Roll Clyde, It it
0: looked like it in (laughs) terms of uh, looking looking at it now. But Coach Ogeron, his interview after, he's kind of crying. Oh, my God. That broke my heart. And it's, it's hard not to be. I was at the same spot. It's just having that type of intensity. And like watching every play, like, come on, let this be it. I want this so damn bad and never getting it like that has to just be amplified. It's like that for us, but I can't yeah. imagine it for him.
1: Well, that's another guy from Louisiana. Like you could tell all these people are literally playing for the state because they've lost so many times in a row.
0: When dad and I went to your graduation, you were taking us through <laughs> oh, yeah. the campus and you know, nobody really believes me when I tell them that like we were just driving through. And I you couldn't. Just,
1: yeah, I couldn't bring you through the campus because it was all closed down.
0: And you calmly yeah. pointed over and you were like, there's Kocho running yeah. with the shirt off. And yeah. He was literally, he could have reached out and touched the car and he just had shirt off, tan as hell.
1: He's a ripped guy. He's a big dude. It's insane. <laughs> I
0: mean, he's just such a, I read that after the game, he went home and just hung out with his wife and had a yeah. ham sandwich and some chips and watched Sports Center.
1: What a good guy.
0: And it's just crazy. Like he was right there, you know, just working out.
1: Yeah, I remember I was like a mile, not even a mile from my house. We were just driving on the river because I couldn't take you guys through campus. I was like, well, there's Coach O jogging. Y'all can go home now. You've seen it all.
0: That was uh, that was enough for me, honestly. That and the Shaq statue. But uh, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Alabama have to give them props. Uh, I think that they are absolutely one of the best four teams in the country. It sucks to think about possibly playing them again. I feel great. I'm confident. I, I told you every time we talked on the phone going into it. Be rude and confident because that's how they are every year. So that's what we got to do. And Alabama, I mean, they're just an incredible team. Najee Harris, their running back, is probably the best in the nation, honestly. I mean, despite what Clyde did in terms of NFL draft stock, the guy's incredible. And Tua did a lot of that on one leg. Do you think Alabama still deserves to be in the playoff?
1: I think they're definitely one of the top four teams in the country for sure. And that's what kind of makes me feel better about the win, and I know that we've talked about this, but, I mean, the fact that Alabama's still Alabama, it's not like they were, they're were worse this year than they have been in years prior, and we still went in there and won. I mean, it's crazy. But, yeah, I think they definitely deserve to be in the top four teams in the country. I mean, we won by five, but it was close the entire time. Yeah, and they battled back.
0: They they have a quarterback that it wasn't 100%. You, you could tell no. from watching it. And when you look at the way the top four is going to shape out, A lot of people are saying Oregon, but Oregon lost to Auburn, and that should, in theory, become Alabama's best win here shortly in a few weeks. And that's kind of a tough break for Oregon, having that random common opponent that you kind of just can look at and be like, okay, Alabama deserves this because your best loss is Auburn, Alabama beat them, and Alabama's best loss is to the number one team in the country, undefeated LSU, hopefully, still at that point. The only thing that could really throw a wrench into it is Georgia, And they play Auburn this weekend. Georgia's only favored by two. So that dream could end very shortly. They play
1: at Auburn? Yeah,
0: at Auburn. They're only favored by two. But Georgia's loss is at home to South Carolina, which you have to constantly go back to. But if they beat Auburn and LSU in the SEC championship, it's just going to be hard to keep them out. I think that's the only way you can see it get a little crazy and maybe Alabama get left out. But if everything goes as planned, they're going to be in there. And I do not want to play them again.
1: No, I don't want to either.
0: In terms of the magnitude of this game, so I mean, this decade, the most important wins I have been granted—not at, at, at the game, just watching—in no order: Cubs 2016 World Series Game Seven, L National Championship 2013, LSU Alabama 2019, Rams 2018 NFC Championship against the Saints. That would be my four that I watched and was most personally invested in that I ended up winning because the other ones I just forget about immediately. In terms of going to a game, the 2012 Sugar Bowl, when Teddy beat Florida, uh, that was probably the best thing I've ever witnessed this decade in person. Was this the greatest sporting event that you've ever attended?
1: Um, man, that's a tough question. I think if it had been, even if I had been surrounded by other LSU people, I would say yes. I mean, the game itself, the excitement, the environment, everything was awesome. But the fact that I couldn't openly celebrate definitely put a damper on my experience. Um, I'm trying to think of who we played while I was at school that was just at home and just incredibly exciting. Oh, um, Ole Miss. I don't remember what Ole Miss was ranked my freshman year. I remember we lost to Alabama in overtime. And we beat Ole Miss, and we rushed the field. I don't really remember any of the other details of that game other than rushing the field was absolutely incredible. It Tiger does sound Stadium. cool, being on yeah. the field. Um, also, Auburn, my junior year, we came back from 20 points behind and won that game. That was really cool. Yeah.
0: So it's right there.
1: Yeah, it's right. I mean, it is, I would like to say it's number one. I just wish that I had personally been able to express my joy and that would have made me have a lot better time.
0: It is literally impossible for me to imagine a situation where I could watch that game in silence. And like you said, when you were on your way there the night before you left, I I told my friends, I wish I could have the audio clip of you saying it and like make a hype video behind it because you, you said on the phone, I literally can't imagine leaving that place with a win and yeah,
1: Oh my God, it was, it's probably, I I told Clark that I peaked. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This, it never, it never, Hopefully not, it never gets better than this. This has to be the best feeling ever. And even like, you know, I'm a huge Saints fan too. They lost horrifically on Sunday. Nothing could bring me down. I mean, I'm still riding that high.
0: Yeah, that was a topic on SportsCenter today. Uh, was it still a successful football weekend in Louisiana? It's like, how is that even a question?
1: I mean, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't care what the Saints did on Sunday because LSU went into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama and I was in attendance. And it did feel incredible walking down that ramp knowing that I just won the game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Were people mean to you afterwards?
1: Not really. I mean, I didn't nobody really said anything to me other than the people that I knew. Clark's family was incredibly nice to me. His dad likes to talk some crap to me sometimes about LSU, so I was unsure of how he was going to handle that, but he walked out and gave me a huge hug, so that was nice. Oh, that is very yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, his whole family were really the only people I talked to after the game, and they were all very nice to me.
0: That's good for a rivalry-built relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because- this happened and this is beautiful and we're always going to be able to play this back and listen to it and always pull that game up on youtube and experience that again but we're gonna have to do this again probably in like a month so yeah you gotta be nice
1: (laughs) yeah i don't want to think about that yet
0: uh where does lsu go from here so you can go ahead and think about it
1: (laughs) up hopefully you mean this season yeah, or just in this, general in life? Season.
0: I saw the LSU players go over and recruit the Alabama I, I recruits. I saw that too. another one of the, the hardest things I've ever yeah. seen in my life all in one weekend.
1: Did you actually, sorry, side note. Did you see the video? I think it was Justin Jefferson who took a live video. Yes, oh my God. Of
0: Coach O saying, roll tide, f*** yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Coach <laughs> O wasn't thrilled about that. I, <laughs> no, I saw it and wasn't. I didn't know which player it was. And I was thinking, I saw I the hope two. this is a backup you know, I'm, some guy he could just suspend and it not hurt because usually that
1: results. In yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty sure it was Justin Jefferson. Okay, well, let's <laughs> not, <you> know, <laughs> not suspend him. But
0: Yeah, LSU is favored by 21 this weekend over Ole Miss. The schedule is not hard. They play Arkansas, who just lost by 35 to the tops this weekend at home. And then they play Texas A&M in the rematch from multiple overtime game. But Texas A&M is much worse this year than they were last year. Those should be three cakewalks. There are three at least probably 20-point spreads on every single game. And then the SEC championship. It looks like LSU is going to be in the college football playoff, and that will be the first time for that, which is kind of weird to say. And it's, it's all kind of weird because I, I don't think that this has ever been considered not a rivalry, but that's usually what one side says if they dominate. It, 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 the other team has to win for it to be a rivalry. But this was never looked at like that. It's always kind of the biggest game of the year. This time it absolutely was. Do you think LSU can win it all?
1: I sure hope so. I don't know. After this weekend, I definitely have more hope for where the season's going. I mean, there have been years prior where we were undefeated going into the Alabama game, and we lost miserably. Consistently. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely more optimistic this year than I've ever been before. I would love to see it. I don't want to jinx anything, but that'd be really awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that them accomplishing this just means like we can do anything now. I Um, agree. I think that you may see them be a little sloppy at the beginning of the old Miss game because they're going to be partying all week, you would think. But that's not a big deal. They'll still win. And then after that, you really have to be the best and beat the best to win the title, which is exactly what LSU just did on Saturday. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Do you have anything else or anything you'd like to talk to me about?
1: Um, I just want to say I'm proud of you for doing all this.
0: okay um
1: i am this is awesome beautiful and you're you're passionate about something and i'm just really proud of you
0: um i'm passionate about this and i'm passionate about lsu winning football games thanks that that was that was nice though i'm sure dad's gonna love to hear that yeah he is (laughs) ttyl All right, Austin, I guess other stuff happened in college football this weekend outside of LSU beating Alabama, so we'll talk about it. We'll start with the other game of the day and the other major surprise. Minnesota beats Penn State 31-26. to So is Minnesota legit?
2: I mean, I guess so. This, I think this is the first time a lot of people really watched them play in a big game, and this was probably the biggest game in their program's history. So everybody was watching. Crowd was going crazy for a noon crowd. I mean, awesome game. That receiver, Rashad Bateman, Insane stat line, seven catches, 203 yards and touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, they're beating everybody on their schedule so far. It's all you can ask for.
0: That's all you can do is beat everybody they line you up against. It, it sure looked like they were legit. Their secondary and receiving core appeared to be elite, and they don't have to play Ohio State until the Big Ten title. So with that being said, it's it's not an easy road, but they travel to Iowa. It's winnable. Underdogs. They, oh, plus it, three. It's Minnesota three Plus three. Iowa? Wow. I mean, I yeah. feel like we got to take the Gophers then.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you have to. It seems like a trap line.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, They'd Iowa's
2: be- not bad, but, I mean, after you just watch what Minnesota did to Penn State, I don't know how you can confidently bet Iowa.
0: And we had Wisconsin and Iowa on that little TV during probably the most prominent time of the day, so we didn't watch a ton of it, but 24-22, two decent teams. They get Wisconsin at home. And their other game's a cakewalk, so it would be wild if Minnesota was undefeated playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship.
2: Ohio State will still probably beat them by 20, but they're beating everybody by 20, so that doesn't really mean Minnesota's a bad team.
0: Yeah, Ohio State was minus 43 this past weekend against Maryland. They covered it easily, and this weekend, one of the bigger spreads I've ever seen in my life, they are minus 51 <laughs> on the road <laughs> at Rutgers.
2: Minus 51, and the over-under is 56. Oh my god, I mean, that's that that hilarious. Means... So they're saying the score is gonna be um, what, 53-3? to three? Yeah, something
0: yeah. like that. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, and how Wait, do you bet either of those. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can lay <laughs> 51 points, but also it's like... I
2: would rather lay 51 than give
0: 51 Oh, one hundred percent. If I had
2: especially. to bet aside, I would bet Ohio State minus 51. 100%. I feel like Ohio Parlay <laughs> that with the under. 52-0.
0: Yeah, that's probably not the best. <laughs> but I, I probably will take Ohio State on Saturday. You definitely can't take yeah, the Rutgers. I
2: mean, they just scored 73. They could... I mean, over. It. Easily. <laughs> and they,
0: uh, Pat made a good point while we were watching that game. Like, they, they're without Chase Young now. Uh, he suspended four games for... It's girlfriend getting money to That's go a, to the Rose Bowl.
2: The NCAA is just gets wilder and wilder every year. It seems like stuff just comes out. But you feel like if anybody's
0: going to look for style points, it's going to be Ohio State and Oklahoma. And yeah. Ohio State should, in theory, want and probably will beat the living hell out of this Rutgers team.
2: So I thought Oklahoma cruised to a victory because yeah. we were not in a position to comprehend what was going on in games when that game went off. Oh, no, definitely not. And they won by one point. And no. Iowa State failed on a two-point conversion. How about Late. that? Uh, yeah, say it came all the way back, had no clue. Uh, we got to stop
0: being so tuned into the Cats during the night show and just yeah. letting things slip through the cracks. That yeah, wasn't
2: our only issue, but... Uh, yeah,
0: you're, you're, you're <laughs> right. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Cards and the Cats both lost, though, which is a bummer. UK loses in the final seconds at home to Tennessee, 17-13, to 13, and the Cards get absolutely blown around by a vicious Miami hurricane. What are you taking from the Cats' loss?
2: It's hard to take a lot, really. I mean, it's just the same things that have plagued Kentucky all year. They don't have a quarterback and they don't have a kicker. I mean... That missed PAT absolutely killed them. They were in field goal range twice, once inside the five-yard line, but they were down by four, have to go for it on fourth down. If we're down by three on a made PAT, every D1 kicker in the country should be able to make a point after touchdown, but we can't, and we can't kick a field goal, and we have to go for it. And we're not the quarterback, so they know we're going to run it, so they load the box, and we lose by four. But I don't know. It's just It was a really weird game. Kentucky scored on the first two drives of the game, went up 13-0. I thought it, was, it looked like it was going to be a blowout on them, obviously, and then the same story of – Kentucky football the past five or six years that the backup quarterback comes in and comes back and wins I don't know it it really sucks this year for Kentucky just you never know how the year would have win if Terry wouldn't have got hurt and coming off the best year in my lifetime last year now watching us fight for bowl eligibility again is I mean it's sad but it's whatever.
0: You should get it done. You're minus eight yeah. and a half at Vandy this yeah, weekend. They
2: should still go to a bowl. I mean, if they don't, they deserve not to go to a bowl. But yeah,
0: but the, the kicker, like you said, that was a way bigger deal than the quarterback because if you just have that kicker, you probably still end up winning it, that Yeah, game. the game
2: at least goes to overtime. I mean, yeah. you got to think he can if he can make a PAT, he can make a field goal from the five-yard line.
0: I mean, they were in a position where they couldn't pass and they couldn't kick, and that's like yeah. two you, of the three you things just, you can do. We're running do.
2: options on fourth and, like, 11. You're not going to pick many of those
0: up. It's weird in what we see Sawyer Smith like one play.
2: Yeah, he came in for a QB sneak and he got it. I mean, weird. You put him in one play to run. Yeah, I mean, I know it's hard to bring a guy in that hasn't played in three or four weeks in the fourth quarter, but I mean, when we have to get a touchdown, I don't know if Bowden got him down to the five. We one more play goes our way, we're not even talking about this, but. When you have no time on the clock, no time for error, you gotta have a quarterback back there that can throw the ball. Definitely,
0: and I mean, he, he does appear to be getting a little better, a little more comfortable with the quarterback position every week. But yeah, it's he, just gonna be tough to score more than 24, 28 points.
2: Yeah, we're I mean we're not gonna have huge chunk plays. We're gonna have to. The first drive of the game was like a ten minute drive, sixteen yeah. plays. That's awesome if it works, but if it doesn't, you're gonna if we get behind by even a touchdown, it feels like there's no way we win the game.
0: That's just such a tough way to lose going up thirteen nothing against on, yeah, a rival on your like home, that.
2: Home field night game.
0: Yeah, and then just literally never scoring again. The the backup quarterback, so watch out for Evan Conley.
2: Yeah, literally. I mean, y'all should – if things aren't going good, you don't feel uh, too too sad because the backup will probably come in and beat us.
0: I'm I'm down for that. Uh, Louisville (laughs) got absolutely throttled by Miami. There really isn't much to talk about here. Uh, Miami's quarterback broke about every single record that you can break yep. being a Miami quarterback, which former, is just something you never
2: want to see. Former Cat commit. We really could have been cool for both our teams if he was on the Cats this weekend. Jared of, Williams, yeah, I Instead guess, of the Hurricanes. Could have been cool for both of in us. In terms
0: of this weekend, yeah. But he, <laughs> uh, he completed his first eight passes. He absolutely killed us. The defensive effort was a little bit of 2018 nature this team was just bigger faster stronger than Louisville but one thing that's weird is that Louisville did out them by like 50 yards get it pretty close to scoring and then they just turn it over consistently and it wasn't pretty I was not very focused on that game it was going on the same time as LSU Alabama it was hard to pay attention to but it's a little easier to not pay attention to it when you are getting throttled
2: yeah I'd say plus it really wasn't that close so you didn't really have to worry about pay attention to every single play
0: no it was 35 14 at halftime 21 7 at the end of the first quarter it was very ugly i think we just gotta throw that one out yeah one it's, game. it's one
2: of the ones you just throw the tape out
0: yep throw the tape out the cards are minus three and a half at nc state this weekend a team that beat them by 50 last year so i'll just take that as a positive
2: yeah for sure nc state doesn't look great this year i can see the cards getting it done this weekend a little uh, bounce back game
0: i would love to see that and youngstown state did not want it against the louisville basketball they covered yet, though so. right yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, it's like yeah, you can ask cover. for
2: out of those uh, those small-name teams as a I cover. You a know, they're not going to go in there and win. Yeah, they're just whatever. trying to cover.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything else for
2: college football? Maybe the worst beat of the year. I wasn't on the wrong side of it, thankfully, or the right side of it. But um, the Baylor over hit, and the yeah. score was 9-6 to six, with three seconds left in regulation. That hurts. Baylor hits a long field goal. Game ends up going into triple overtime. Final score, 29-23. The total is... 48. We're about
0: to get into it with NFL, but it's just not smart to bet on sports. It's fun. It's just not smart.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's one of those ones, if you had the under in that, you just you should maybe just take a few weeks off. Yeah, just hang your head. I mean, it's just a
0: (laughs) tough scene for anybody that had the under.
2: And if you do have the under and you see Baylor hit that field goal to tie it, you just know you've lost when it's 9-9. You're like, this is going to go into overtime now. Baylor was losing the entire game. They ended up winning in triple overtime. Uh, The Hawaii over hit again. Classic. They put it at seventy nine. That's just not enough. It yeah, just not it enough. It cashes with one eighteen. They finished with eighty two points. Oh
0: man, I did. I saw also that nine hundred thirty nine players have scored a touchdown, and Akron, Akron has scored yeah. zero as a team. Akron is
2: playing tomorrow night. in Maction. They are plus seventeen against Eastern Michigan. You have to bet Eastern Michigan. Yeah, I mean, they haven't scored a touchdown yet. They haven't scored a touchdown since October first. So you're
0: banking on Eastern Michigan to score around twenty. Dist- all they have
2: to do is uh, you would think all they have to do is score seventeen. I mean, Eastern Michigan is not the best team in the country, but they're yeah, they got not. they have four wins. I mean. Also, did you see? There was a guy on Twitter going around. He had a parlay for three hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars, and the last team was Illinois Moneyline. Oh my god! They stormed back nuts. from twenty-eight-three. Got that pass interference on fourth down. I mean,
0: we watched literally the last minute yeah, of that game. That game
2: was crazy. Lovey Smith, maybe coach of the year,
0: something like that. I mean, hey, that's In terms crazy. of uh, betting value, they are Moneyline, bowl eligible now. He's Illinois, the king. Yeah. that's wild. I mean, they were getting thirty. It was
2: the, points it was it was Wisconsin. the Falcons Patriots twenty-eight-three comeback. For same them. same score.
0: Wow. Same result. And then just turned it around for the program forever. Good for him. <laughs> Love seeing Illinois success. All kinds of upsets in the NFL. It, it was truly nuts. If we would have just done the exact opposite of what we thought in our heads, we would be rich.
2: Yeah, the underdog parlay yesterday would have... Probably could have retired. Yeah, I think
0: it was said like a hundred dollar on all the a hundred dollars, like on one hundred ninety five
2: thousand or something. Yeah, all the underdogs. all the underdogs that won one
0: hundred ninety five grand. We could have used that instead. We'll just <laughs> so lose. We'll go
2: by the exact opposite, yeah. minus one hundred ninety five grand.
0: Damn close. Uh, <laughs> w- what stood out to you about week ten?
2: To me, I, I got to give credit to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I mean, everybody knows the the narrative behind Kirk Cousins can't win in prime time, can't win above five hundred teams. He gets both done, and it was probably a lot of Dalvin Cook being unstoppable. But Kirk Cousins played pretty good. He didn't turn it over. Jason Garrett is a absolute moron. Can't believe he still has a job. It, it is wild. Is Amari Cooper top five receiver in the NFL? Wow. I mean, just a great Sunday night football game. That was one of the best games I've ever seen a receiver play. Yeah. I mean, his routes were incredible. He had so many toe tap catches, like where you're like, oh no way, he was his foot was in bounds. They go to the replay. Both feet in easily. I mean, just cra- what a trade for the Cowboys and last year, and one everybody of the best mocked it. Ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that in the Minka Fitzpatrick yeah. trade. I was,
2: yeah, I was gonna bring that up in the when we started talking about the Dolphins. That both those um, last year, the Cowboys just got ridiculed on social media for weeks. Like first round pick for Maury Cooper, but he is. Changed their offense completely, and Dak Prescott looks really
0: good, too. Yeah, those two trades have just completely changed the trajectory of those franchises for the immediate future, for sure. And, yeah, Dak played solid. Zeke did not look like himself last night, but props to Kirk Cousins. That fade away, LeBron James, step-back touchdown pass to get you started. You had to be feeling good. And Dalvin Cook, the guy's just incredible. I mean, you got to start listing him with your top three or four running backs in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, for
2: sure. And he had, that, he had that rookie year success, and then he was kind of hurt the last two years, but he looks like he is uh, better than ever now.
0: It's hard to decide what we want to make of the Cowboys. They seem to beat bad teams and uh, I lose think they're to just
2: one of those teams. They're solid. They can probably beat anybody in the NFL, but they can probably also have a really bad game and lose anybody in the NFL like they did with the Jets. Yeah,
0: proven with the loss to the Jets, but the Vikings now 4-0 and against the NFC East. Is that impressive to you?
2: Um, I mean, to a certain extent. The Giants and Redskins should be easy wins for most teams in the NFL, yeah. but... They, did be, they destroyed the Eagles, and then they go and beat the Cowboys in prime time on their home field. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, just to roll through, I think, like, when you analyze it that way, like, they played the entire division and had no hiccups and played two really good teams, two really bad teams, but regardless, the result was still the same. It's impressive for the Vikings, and Cousins doing that without Thielen is is very impressive. Yeah, for sure. So, shout-out to the Vikings. I mean, they're looking good. The top two teams in the NFC North are are, are looking really tough. The Packers, they, they beat – the Panthers, 24-16, Aaron Jones. The guy's crazy. He's just taking fantasy points away from Aaron Rodgers because he hadn't had a rushing touchdown in five weeks, but he's still fine in the end zone. This week he goes nuts. Are we back on the Packers as NFC favorites?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think they're really good. I think they're going to be right there. I know how bad the Saints looked yesterday, but I think that's just one of those, you know, everybody kind of gets one, Just you just didn't have it this week. I think it's just throw the tape away, move on. I still think I would lean Saints, and you can't discredit the Niners. You can't at least bring them up. But, yeah. I mean, the Packers are right there, and I'd probably have Aaron Rodgers over anybody And once it gets to the playoffs. I mean, I know he's only won one Super Bowl, but he consistently puts his team on the back.
0: Awesome snow game. Just, oh, yeah, first one of the year. Yeah, great visuals there. The Green Bay defense just looks great. They laid an egg last week against the Chargers, but it's, it's still impressive. Yeah. Do you think Aaron Jones is the best Green Bay running back of our lives?
2: Maybe. Amon Green was really nice. Early 2000s, that was when we were little kids. I don't know if you want to count that. Yeah. Eddie Lacy was like a top fantasy pick for like, for like 2 year. years, yeah. 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 He was literally the first overall pick in fantasy for I think back-to-back years consensus-wise, but yeah, I mean Aaron Jones out of the backfield especially is just something that Aaron Rodgers hasn't had for the majority of his career and it's it's showing how many how the numbers he's putting up this year.
0: Very true. The Saints they lose twenty six to nine to the Falcons. I'm not sure what I watched, but that's perhaps the biggest upset on upset day. Do you think the Saints? You think that's one week, or do you think it's real problems?
2: Oh, it's just it's concerning that it was after a bye. And yeah, th- to the Falcons. Yeah, and the Falcons have looked just pitiful all year. I know they still have talent. We've all kind of the past two years we've kind of fell for the this is that super same Super Bowl team. They can come out and beat anybody, but. That's really not the case, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But they do still have weapons on offense. And, I don't know, the Saints, they played bad. But they got in the red zone twice and got to the 25 once and finished with nine points. They just couldn't finish. They were moving the ball. But, yeah, I think it's just one of those one-week things. NFL, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Just throw it out and move on. But, I don't know, if they look like this next week, they might have some, uh, some real issues.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were begging for Teddy at Roosters. And That's we so didn't.
2: weird to think that. True breeze would ever get benched but. yeah
0: but i mean it's it's about who's behind him not yeah. necessarily how bad he's playing because i mean it, you're you know it is one week but yeah i mean i i love that song from that saints fan i hope you saw it on twitter it's, i diss my own mama for i diss breeze i diss my grandma <laughs> for i diss breeze
2: <laughs> I, I didn't see that but it sounds like uh sounds like you're doing a pretty good job it was a, it too. was
0: an awesome song i really enjoyed it but probably yeah. how they feel down there too i mean yeah, definitely. He's a legend down there. You can't you can't uh, diss Breeze before you diss your own mother. Facts. Um, yeah, let's just get this out of the way, though. The worst thing that happened to us yesterday, I guess the Titans won.
2: I guess they did, and that uh, cost me a lot of money. I'm assuming it cost a lot of other people a lot of money, but... I don't know. I guess the Chiefs may not be what we thought they were. The Chiefs the are on Chiefs defense. is horrible. Well, Dang. Derrick
0: Henry's pretty tough,
2: too. That's true, but they were just handing him. He was getting six yards before he was even getting touched.
0: Very tough to watch, and it's just never fun when you lose a bet and you see stuff come up on the bottom line. 0.4% win probability. Lowest of the year for a team to come back yeah, and win from. Doesn't feel good.
2: I gave out the Chiefs last week. I was all over the Chiefs yesterday. If you told me the Chiefs scored 32 points, I'd probably double down on that bet. Yeah. Like, you're going to tell me the Titans are going to score more than 32 points.
0: And they left two field goals on the board, too, where they you know, yeah. they could have it extended it, it ended the and game. And it missed PAT, yeah. And when we got an intentional grounding from a kicker, that's what it takes that these days. Was,
2: that's kind of how you knew like the Titans might actually win this game. They were about to kick a short-ish field goal with one of the best kickers in the league, Botch snap, just intentional grounding on the, the holder. Yeah, what
0: the hell is know. going on when we get intentional grounding from the holder? I, I do want to say, though, I want to say something nice about the Chiefs. This could be good for the Chiefs possibly winning the Super Bowl. The Pats last year lost to the Titans. The Eagles the year before lost to the Titans. Your Broncos in 2016 lost to the Titans. All those teams won the Super Bowl.
2: The Titans are that classic team. They beat a really good team, and then next week they got the Jags. The next week. They lose to a team they should beat. So we got the Jags next week. Foles return.
0: That's why they have been the bane of my existence. Don't
2: be surprised if the Jags come out and beat the Titans next week. Uh, Ryan Tano has three game-winning drives in his four starts. What a boss. I mean, Mariota done.
0: It has to be. If Ryan Tannehill comes in and saves, he looks your team, really
2: good on that game winning drive.
0: He did. Oh, my God. He, but he Adam a conversion he ran that. through that guy. Adam yeah. Humphreys hadn't caught a pass in two weeks. Literally,
2: he was wide open on that. He just walked into the He'll end zone. He'll catch that
0: to beat us, disgusting. though. Disgusting. To end the game. I, it really, really, really sucks. Some other things that are disgusting. The LA Rams, my team, they seem dead, which sucks. They lost 17 to 12 in Pittsburgh. That's right. They scored 12. One defensive touchdown and a safety. So that's nine of the 12-0 offensive success. Not great. Are the Rams dead?
2: Uh, Yes. In that division when you have the only undefeated team in the NFL left and the Seahawks, and you have the Vikings also in that wild-card spot, 7-2 and two as well, or six and 7-3, and three, whatever they are. Yeah, I mean, and what be, might be more concerning is these contracts that Goff and Gurley both just signed long-term. I mean, you said that last year, you sound crazy, but I don't know what's going on.
0: The, I think the biggest problem for the Rams is last year, Pass blocking, offensive line on pass plays, number one in the entire NFL. This year, 24th, it really showed itself yesterday. Pittsburgh's got a very good defensive line coming off the edges fast. What's most concerning is that we just didn't do anything the entire game to literally score Yeah, I, uh,
2: I watched the first play of the game, when, or the second play, when you guys scored. And oh, I thought, yeah, I'm I, up. Super it was Bowl. 7-0. I was like, all right, cool. Fell asleep for about an hour, woke up. Things were not going great. We probably that. had the same amount yeah. of points you, still. Was, I think you had nine at that point. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I got nine. Attacked on a safety. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's weird watching the this Rams team and watching last year's Rams team. And they should be able to score, you know. Like, they have so many weapons on offense.
0: Yeah, it's just pitiful. Cooper Cup, Todd Gurley, zero Jared Goff. Point,
2: zero fantasy points for Cooper Cup wow i texted the guy i was playing i said is he hurt like because i yeah. looked at the scores. like there's, there's no way this is right he had to have gotten hurt
0: nope he was out there yeah. dressed in pads just <laughs> literally couldn't do anything the rams opponent next week the bears they snap a four game losing streak against jeff driscoll i, I guess they're proud of that they beat the Lions 20 to 13 oh, what are your thoughts on that week 11 matchup with the rams i think it's a very interesting game
2: it is on sunday night football so. oh epic Yeah, I've kind of... Whoa, Sunday (laughs) night. So I was looking at the other game, seeing if maybe this uh, gets flexed out, because I think we were officially in um, flex territory. Flexed out? For what? There's really not a lot of options, so I don't (laughs) think it's going to. The the Texans play the Ravens. yeah. Yeah, That is probably a little better game. That Maybe. I would rather watch in prop time. Depends but who you ask. I don't think Goff, they're...
0: Trubisky, yeah, versus Watson, Lamar. Lamar. And
2: Watson, yeah. Not sure what quarterback battle I'd rather watch. But I know I'm, which one is more disciplined. I'm going to get Trubisky and Goff. So I guess I'll go with that. I really don't know what to expect. Both these teams still have good defenses and. I mean, the Rams offense is still better than the Bears. Something's got to give. Goff Somebody's got to win that game. still better than Trubisky. Yeah, <laughs> his game is in, uh, in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Rams, Rams was, minus 6.5. I remember the Rams-Bears game last year. Goff just looked shell-shocked. We scored three. Yeah. Yeah, we scored three. He looked like he'd never been in cold weather in his life. Maybe I should just start getting used to us just scoring three and ten. Ten might be enough next week. I mean... Oh, ten
0: would be sweet next week. The, but
2: the Bears were able to outlast Driscoll, but they had... Three straight touchdown drives, and other than that, they did nothing all day. They had like 245 offensive yards, yeah, total. It if was Stafford's enough. out there. You got to think the Lions win that game definitely.
0: And that was last minute too, and we didn't even get to discuss that at all. And he's just randomly out. and You got Jeff Driscoll out there.
2: He tried to play through a broken back, and the team doctors would not let him. What a monster!
0: I'm I'm never saying anything bad about Matthew. He Stafford. started it broke
2: it his streak of 163 straight games started <laughs>
0: out with broken back. Driscoll. Classic. Driscoll almost got it done. He was close, but that other touch, you know, they had six for, like, 50-something yeah. minutes of game time.
2: Yeah, it was 6-0, like, almost at halftime. It was, I think the Bears scored right for half to make it 7-6. Epic game. Not a very good game.
0: No, epic game. Lamar Jackson, the guy's unreal. Absolute yeah. video game day in Cincinnati. What did you see from Lamar? What did you think about it?
2: He's unreal, like you said. That run that he had where he spun away and just sprinted away from everyone, that that's going to be replayed for years. It's going to be on his all-time highlight reel when he's done playing. I mean the Bengals are the worst team in the NFL. They're probably going over 16. They're Joe Mixon
0: gave a really heartfelt speech. Tough
2: debut for um, Ryan, Ryan Finley. Finley. Three yeah. turnovers, pick six, scoop and score. Not great. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about the Bengals. I guess it's a good thing the Dolphins won yesterday. They have a commanding lead for the number one pick now. Yeah, I think it, the Redskins. The Redskins still have one win. They're right? really
0: in the driver's seat. And other than that,
2: they're two games above everybody for the first overall pick. The
0: Deep. one positive thing I saw from the Bengals is that they were in Cincinnati. There were a lot of Louisville fans there, so
2: probably the most, the biggest crowd they've had all year. Oh, they yeah, weren't there to see the Bengals. Definitely
0: but. the most lively crowd they had. Yeah. I mean, you heard cards chance from the crowd. You got to love to see that. But through through the first sixteen career starts, Lamar Jackson thirteen wins, Pat Mahomes twelve, Lamar Jackson twelve hundred fifty eight rushing yards, Ladanian Tomlinson. 1,236. Passer rating, Lamar Jackson, 94.4. Tom Brady, 90.1. Yards per attempt, Lamar Jackson, 7.6. Aaron Rodgers, 7.5. Completion percentage, Lamar Jackson, 63%. Drew Brees, 61%. These are random legends they're throwing at us. Is Lamar Jackson the best football player ever?
2: Um, I'm not going to go that far, but he's, I think he's the favorite to win the MVP right now. I mean, Russ hasn't played his game tonight. If Russ comes out and beats the 49ers in prime time, he probably takes a step above him again. But
0: Yeah, I just saw that. The, the, that stat, and I just thought, oh, he's the best player ever. Yeah. I knew that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it's. And maybe he modically. will be
2: one day, but and he's pop- definitely unreal and one of the best quarterbacks
0: in the NFL already. He's fun. One of the hottest teams ever, the Miami Dolphins, beat. The Colts, 16-12, 11-point underdogs. They win again. That's two in a row. Are we thinking playoffs for the Dolphins?
2: Not thinking playoffs. Not really sure what the Dolphins are doing here. I mean, <laughs> the whole season has been tank for two. I get the players want to win. Brian Flores is first-year coach out there coaching hard. But, I mean, these wins are just, just hurting hurting them at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I, they're not making the playoffs. So it yeah, they're not the going to make sense. the playoffs.
2: I'm confident saying the Dolphins are not going to make and the
0: playoffs. And you lose your Survivor League on I do. That. But yeah, that sucks. I
2: was in a survivor league. Ninety people. There was twelve left. We all lost yesterday. Twelve way split. I was uh If the Colts would have won, it would have been me, Dylan, and one other person for eight hundred and fifty dollars. And everybody else had the Saints,
0: so they're out. Yeah, of everyone playing.
2: else. There was twelve people left. Nine had the Saints. Three had the Colts. Me, Dylan, and some guy named Mike. Shout out, Mike. We all went down together. Yeah. <laughs> Got a seventy dollars, big seventy dollars instead of the eight hundred and eighty they would have if there was an outright winner i
0: mean you literally needed the colts to beat a team that wanted to lose
2: yeah and i knew that Brissett was probably not play but I, if i wasn't gonna pick the colts i was gonna pick the saints so it really wouldn't have mattered yeah for I me mean, personally two
0: giant favorites 13 and 11 yeah. that just it, what are the odds that both of them lose that's where you get that 195 grand from the jets beat the giants does anybody really care about that
2: i personally do not did you see darnold say that they still have a shot for the playoffs
0: uh no, that's ridiculous.
2: Their next four games are like Dolphins, Bengals. They have a they have a shot. I know they're probably gonna. They might go zero and four in these games. Yeah, but, I, but I'm dismissing that thought. If they win the next four, which they'll probably be favored in at least two of them, they'll be 500 going into December. Hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they might lose out. They probably will. I'd say they're probably gonna bad team. Lo- I'd
0: say they're probably gonna lose more than they win.
2: But these bad teams are just winning and just killing their draft stock.
0: Bruce Arians, he gets revenge. His Bucs win a very exciting contest in Tampa, beating his old team, the Cardinals. That was really to a game. I watched great like
2: game. More of that game than any other game, pretty much, because I had the, had the best uh, clear view at it, and I had the Cardinals plus six.
0: Christian Kirk, fantasy MVP, Monster. coming out
2: party for Christian Kirk has been a long time coming. He's had a lot of catches and uh, yards, but he really hasn't put it all together in one game for a bunch of touchdowns like that. Two home run balls beautiful throws from Kyler.
0: Yeah, dude is just solid and uh, the Bucks, they won. Nobody knows what to make of the Bucks week to week. Awesome receiving core, but impossible team to bet on or against cuz you don't know James, what
2: going has played really good the last two games. Contract year, are they going to pay him again. They they going to keep rolling with James. Probably.
0: the, the Bucks are the Bucks. They want to be exactly how the Bucks are. I mean,
2: Jamie's is he's got those turnover problems obviously and he's not going to he hasn't won a ton of games, but like he's who, good. Who else are you going to get? Yeah, like who can you get if you're the bucks it's better because yeah, i mean they're not gonna, they're gonna win enough games and yeah. not get any like Tua or burrow or like i say get herbert maybe but how much better is herbert gonna be than jamie's
0: oh man if um, joe burrow went there they win the super bowl uh,
2: they're not gonna be they're not gonna be drafting high enough to get him because jamie's is good enough to win you five or six games a year
0: every year at kyler murray though he's been fantastic did you see the stat 211 passes with zero picks that was the really? best for a rookie ever you no, wouldn't think that because it feels like when you're watching him, he's playing like sporadically out there and he's kind of doing some wild at times, but he's yeah, actually very good with the ball.
2: I haven't got to watch a ton of Kyler because just because of the Cardinals games are not on prime time a lot. They're not uh, in very many big games, but I did watch him yesterday. He looks really good. Yeah, it's just, it's worth mentioning. And he's, I think he has uh, been great. The Cardinals overall have just been competitive for pretty much every game. Yeah. And I think Kingsbury doing a really good job his first year.
0: Definitely. I, he's not going to be a one and done like the guy that coached him last year. Uh, last thing on the NFL, the Browns. They won 19-16 against the Bills. Painful game to watch. Where do you think the Browns and Bills both go from here?
2: Painful game to watch, and anyone who had betting interest in it, it ended up being a push, so you pretty much just wasted three hours of your day.
0: Wasted time. The but, best. I mean,
2: yeah, the Browns at this point are in win-out territory. They can probably drop one more and maybe sneak in the playoff, but they pretty much have to win every game. They get a quick turnaround Thursday night against the Steelers, the red-hot Steelers. Wow, it's on. That I mean, the Browns lose that game. It's over. They have to win that game. Not sure they can the Steelers. It is in Cleveland though. Steelers are red hot. Um I still like the Bills playoff chances. I mean, they're 6 and 3. They have 3 games left against the Dolphins, Jets, and Broncos. They'll be favored in all those games. They have the Steelers, Ravens, Cowboys, and Patriots, which they probably will not be favored in any of those games. Maybe the Steelers, but if they can steal one of those four and win the three they're supposed to, they're going to finish 10 and 6. And that gets you in the playoffs. Especially in the AFC this year, that would probably be the top Playoff spot or the top wild card spot in the AFC. Yeah, I still like the Bills' chances. Their defense is just too good. Yesterday, the Browns ran eight plays from their one yard line, and the Bills stopped them and held them to a field goal. I mean,
0: when you watch that sequence too, it wasn't a fluke. It was like yeah, dominant. They, get,
2: they gave it to chubbs like six or seven times, and in he that wasn't stretch. getting a yard. wasn't it, losing yards, not getting yard. I mean, the Bills' defense is definitely for real. Josh Allen is still probably a year or two away from being a really good NFL quarterback, but he's shown signs, and he's. Doesn't play bad. I mean, they def- they definitely have to get him some more weapons. I mean,
0: absolutely. The they have Bills, Cole
2: Beasley is like their wide receiver one.
0: The Bills receiving core and running backs. I mean, we probably put them bottom two or yeah. three in the league.
2: Yeah, the, the skill positions wise, they are probably. I don't know if I could think of. <laughs> and
0: the Browns. I mean, we'd honestly put them in the top ten. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and they're three and, the and records six now. Are flipped, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very very odd, but uh, b- nonetheless, you know, big win for the Browns. Props to the Browns. They won yeah. one. Good for them.
2: Yeah, but I mean. Freddie Kitchen's gonna be one and done? I feel like he should, but if they win a couple more games he probably won't.
0: Yeah, just he, he's the one that calls the plays and the play calling seems so bad. They did get Kareem Hunt back and he was kind of involved. I think that'll only help.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean it can't hurt. When you got a guy like Chubb, and Chubb's not a uh, he can catch out of the backfield, but Kareem Hunt obviously has done that way better throughout his career.
0: No doubt. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about?
2: Um, you had a pretty eventful Saturday, I guess.
0: Uh, if you want to call it that,
2: big win for the LSU Tigers. Yeah, probably the happiest I've ever seen you. I was pretty happy. And then uh, you threw a, threw a bounce pass and shattered your front door. Shattered the front door. Yeah, went through the glass. So you so you take this ball, this basketball from Hogan, just crisp bounce pass off the wood. It just hits the hits the front door, and all you can hear throughout the house is just shattered glass everywhere. Um, I mean, no one could believe it.
0: Everybody was pretty shocked. Uh, I don't I don't have much to say for myself, to be honest.
2: I mean, I don't have much to say either. Just one of the wilder sequence of events. Not sure who you were throwing it to. There was no one standing over there. I mean, what was the goal? I'm I'm not really sure. Cracks in your bounce passing right at the front door. Yeah. Chris passed though. I had some heat on it, obviously. Yeah. Um yeah, I've gotten a lot of compliments on the
0: pass. <laughs> <laughs> so that,
2: look at like a good look to the door. That's the uh that's the
0: best thing that's that's came of it from me. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. I, what other way to celebrate an LSU victory over Alabama? It doesn't happen a lot, and I haven't broken many doors. So,
2: so I think I'm going to uh, try to go on a leave of absence from drinking alcohol. I saw that. Yeah, you
0: banned yourself. You know,
2: I was just sitting at Rooster's yesterday, just not feeling great. Probably low morale, low, low, all time low physically and mentally.
0: Honestly, me too.
2: Just couldn't couldn't believe what I do to myself every weekend. Yeah, for sure. So I know this isn't going to last because you know it's just not going to. I'm setting the over under at fourteen days. It you know
0: it might last honestly. I'd never looked past November 9th on the calendar. I always knew that November 9th, that that was the yeah, day the LSU that every, Bama game. Everything either ended yeah, or I mean, prospered it, for me.
2: Nothing nothing super exciting coming up. And then no, but I, I just don't know. I got the over under set at fourteen days. If I can get two weeks,
0: okay. I, I mean from I Sunday, I don't or. hate it. You know, maybe bring you back the championship weekend when we have uh, all the championship games yeah, and cultural yeah, ball for that for sure. Okay, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll try see how goes, it goes. But
2: then. this could very easily be over Friday. Yeah,
0: um,
2: I, I don't, I
0: don't want to do anything for a while. I eventually, I eventually. <laughs> that's that's it. how
2: I felt all day yesterday. I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. ever again. Um, I'm sure that will change by about Thursday this week, but you yeah, know, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, all you need to take from this show is that LSU won. That is literally all. Oh, that also,
2: Burrow, Burrow, the number one pick yeah. coming home to Cincinnati definitely, from Ohio. Definitely. You think he's officially in front of Tua? Yeah, he's definitely the Heisman right now. You saw it. Something drastic happens.
0: He's in front of Tua.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he might be, but I'm not sure. Tua's just had that two-year hype of tank for Tua. This is Tua's year. I don't know, man. I
0: think Tua looked unhealthy. I think he sits out a few more games on the stretch.
2: Yeah, he probably can now. They don't have anybody big. They still Auburn. have to go to Auburn. Yeah,
0: Auburn, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, um, I can
2: see him playing the Auburn game and then nothing else.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Go Tigers, T T Y O.